Today we're going to start with Sarah Sutton, founder and CEO of FlexJobs. Sarah, welcome. It's been so long. I haven't seen you. It's wonderful to see you again, Shramana. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to see you indeed, absolutely. So you've been you've been busy and you've been doing some great stuff. Tell tell our audience about Flex Jobs. Sure. Um yeah, I think it's been a long time since I, I've spoken with you, but the uh you know, we've we've stayed true to our mission. Um Flex Jobs started a little over twelve years ago or about twelve years ago. Uh, with the mission of helping people find jobs that better fit their lives. And uh, we focus on work flexibility, um, but really what that means is anything outside of the full-time on-site traditional job. So that can be freelance, part-time, flexible schedule, alternative schedule, um, or remote options. And uh, with those, we, um, we have a team of researchers that spends over 100 hours a day uh, hand-screening every single job for our website. Um, in that, it, it, we're looking for three things. One, that they have the kind of flexibility. The other, that they, um, they're professional. So we kind of focus on career path jobs. And then the also mm-hmm. is that they're, that they're legitimate, um, because in the, particularly in the remote and work from home space, there's a lot of scams. So we've really been um, you know, staying true to that, helping people in a lot of different ways, uh, providing resources and um, skills tests and kind of career coaching in a lot of different areas to help them be able to take advantage of these kind of changing work trends. So, you know, we are huge believers in virtual companies. This is a big <laughs> trend right now. And we are running a virtual company ourselves. Uh, our My colleagues are almost, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are um, doing the kind of mode of working that you're talking about, although we all work very hard. It's not like we're not working hard, but it is flexible and is, uh, it is tremendously convenient. Maureen, um, who has been on our team for more than 10 years, has uh, four children, and, uh, and she has had a great uh, you know, <laughs> amount of flexibility to be able to deal with the complexity of that uh, balance. So uh, tell us a bit about tell us a bit about how can entrepreneurs building virtual companies leverage flex jobs? What are some specific recommendations and use cases? Well, I'd say there's a couple of different angles. One, like like yourself and your organization, we're a totally remote company, um, and so we uh, we really believe in helping to share that information. So just on an entrepreneurial B two B sharing information side. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, we also have a website called Remote Co. that's part of our kind of family. And it's a, a resource for um, where we've interviewed over 130 companies that are primarily remote. And we mm-hmm. share information on how to be remote. We've, we've asked uh, these companies over 30 questions of like Q&A type, um, why are they remote? What are the pros and cons? What are the challenges? What are the tools? And so just from that side of things, I'll just toss that as a little nugget because there's um, it's, it's just I wanted, like you, I, I, I wanted to be able to share information that I was learning on the job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we started, there weren't really any resources for how to create a remote company or a virtual workforce. And so um, I, I, I wanted to share that information and have other organizations. And we'd love to interview for you for that if you're, if you're game at some point. Um, uh, on the flex job side, of course, we help entrepreneurs as they're bootstrapping. Um, if they're looking for additional income that allows them to have a flexible schedule or part-time schedule while they're also working in, on their passion project or their business. 
Um, we also, there's the area of uh, employment and, and hiring. So as, as in terms of being able to tap into candidates and resources that, um, for example, if you're in the Bay Area and you're trying to do a startup and you're hiring, you're competing against a lot of very large organizations who are paying top mm -hmm. dollar uh, for candidates. Whereas if you engage a little bit of remote or flexibility, you can often um, get candidates either in different geographical locations or candidates that haven't been in the workplace because they haven't been able to find a more flexible or part-time situation. And that can be anything from, yes, working parents are one are probably the most visible candidate pool of that, but really it's not just working parents. Um, it can be military spouses, it can be people with health issues, it can be people who are caretaking, yep. loved ones who are ill, uh, it can, and then if you tie in the remote, it can be people in rural areas that don't have economic opportunities and, and healthy job markets near them, so they're looking for opportunities. So there's a lot of different, lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, in our uh, world, there are certain trends that we see where I think it would be great to be able to leverage flex jobs kinds of, uh, you know, people from your community of applicants. Um, for example, because we have a global program and we are a Silicon Valley-based program that is global, there are a lot of people who come in from elsewhere and are trying to get themselves situated and they need, um, you know, they need certain things. They need often sales is an area where they need help and, and um, you know, and, and it could actually be inside sales. It could be these days there are a lot of deals that are relatively smaller price point deals, you know, maybe $20,000, dollars $20, annual recurring revenue kinds of contracts. To sell those, you can't really visit people. You have to close those deals on the phone. So is that a category? Is sales a category that we should be looking at flex jobs to hire from? Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, when we started flex jobs, one of the intentions was that um, Quite honestly, at that time, especially again, flexible work and remote work were really viewed as kind of a, a mom job or a, mm -hmm. uh, a, a kind of in this one bucket, and often as a at lower skill um, kind of roles and or, and or just scams and not really jobs. As you, as you kind of mm -hmm. even in your intro, you were alluding to the fact that as a remote company, <clears throat> you work really hard, and a lot of people still don't realize that work from home jobs are are, are really legitimate <laughs> and really. <clears throat> a very viable professional option. So when we started, we didn't want to just do one or two industries. We intentionally did all industries, and in that, certainly sales is one of them. And we also cover the experience level from entry level to executive. So sales, inside, outside, B2B, B2C, any of it, it are definitely roles. Um, but in terms of entrepreneurial, when you're starting, I think oftentimes you're looking for people who can, um, who are, you know, who are interested in being self-disciplined and kind of in their career track, but are really open to the passion for the for the job. Um, and I think that some of that might lend itself to the audience that people are choosing work flexibility often for some some other element in their personal lives. But when they care about a job, they're willing to give 110 percent. And um, and I think that's something that's really fantastic. Uh, and an opportunity for, for entrepreneurs to tap into because they're so passionate themselves and often looking for team members that are also. And, and conversely, I think you're in the, uh, the community of job seekers, flexible job seekers, often don't find uh, a lot of startups to 
join or or be part of and be part of a startup team and really feel like a part of a startup team i mean our team feels like a startup team it's our team you know there's it's not like the just because we are a virtual company doesn't feel like a team it's completely a team so that that sense of belonging in a small team that is doing great things as a startup is is very um is very fulfilling right Absolutely. Um, I think that starting in a remote environment, when I when I was starting FlexJobs, I had FlexJobs was my second company. I had started a, a different um, job service when I was in my 20s. I dropped out of college uh, in kind of at the height of the internet boom, and um, and started the first entry level job site. And so in doing so, I, I've I've had the experience of creating a company culture from in an in-office experience, but that was amazing. And I still to this day have friends who said that that was the best company culture they've ever worked in, um, mm-hmm. people who had worked at, at my first company. And, and that was something that was really important to me. It was also, a, it was just very meaningful. Uh, so when I started Flex Jobs, I wanted to be very conscientious in what I brought from an in-office experience as a startup to a virtual one. And I would think about, you know, what were the things that are challenges in an office? What are the things that I can't do in a, you know, I, I can't see the person. If somebody's really frustrated, my team no. member's frustrated, can't see that they're banging their head against the wall or stomping around. Um, so what, how do I compensate for that? You know, remote is fantastic for a lot of things, but it's not, you know, it has, there are different areas where it shines, and then there's others where there's some limitations that you have to be sure that you're addressing. Um, and so it was really fun, and we were able to do that. We've been able to create an amazing culture, and I think that that's one thing I'm, I'm really proud of, uh, and I've heard from a lot of other remote companies. We're around a little over 100 people, and it's, it's something that having a healthy company culture is absolutely possible, um, and not just healthy, but a fantastic company culture uh, is possible in a remote environment. Uh, we, we've, we've actually won or been on the list of Entrepreneur Magazine's uh, top 150 company cultures in the U.S. for their last three lists. Um, and it's a virtual Wonderful. company that it, it's pretty rare. So, um, yeah, so it's something that we take very seriously and we, we love sharing information about. Now, uh, you know, the other part of this entrepreneurial culture is that, yes, the One Million by One Million community has a massive footprint in the startup world, international footprint, our global startups are looking to get a toehold in the U.S. without going belly up, but there is also, um, you know, startups tend to be resource constrained. So are, um, are creative compensation models acceptable to your community, like, you know, commission-only sales or equity compensations? Are these things that you, your community resonates with? Um, unfortunately, no. It's not something that we we provide. Um, it's something that we have shifted away from, uh, n- not just from the startup perspective, but commission only. Uh, for example, is an area that um, I guess I should take a step back and explain how Flex Jobs revenue model works. Uh, so we're a low-cost subscription service for job seekers. So our clients are the job seekers primarily. We also work with employers. We work with thousands of employers from startups to Fortune 500s um, in helping them recruit and do branding for themselves and um, and mm-hmm. all of that type of hiring elements. But but there's two sides to it. One is our job seekers, because they're paying us and because 99.9% of job sites do not charge job seekers, 
when they join our site, they're really looking for jobs that pay. Um, and that's something we learned by mm -hmm. trial and error. Um, we used to have commission-only jobs, uh, and that was something we would get complaints about a lot. So our particular audience overall is not, not keen on that. Um, similar with MLMs and any, any upfront payment to get involved, we kind of put, made the choice. It was a hard choice to put those aside. Um, mm -hmm. Similarly, with startups, um, I'd be honest in saying that if you're just starting, then we're, we're not the best place to, we're not the best ecosystem, um, primarily because we're remote and because we vet every single company and employer, we need to have some way to, to prove that you are legitimate and valid and professional. So without any, if you're within that first, you know, it, it, the time frame doesn't necessarily matter, but in that first stage where you really don't have anything showing yet, um, then it's very difficult for us to do that. Uh, and in the interest of protecting our database and making sure, um, it's really quite challenging to make sure that companies who come in uh, are always legitimate and, and professional. Um, what do you mean by that, legitimate and professional? We have companies that, have, that are selling, that are, you know, they, they're trying to go from five customers to 50 customers to 500 customers. What's not legitimate about these companies? Oh, I mean, nothing about those companies. But for us, we, but about 70% of the companies that come into our, our system or who are trying to get into our system are scammers. And some I of them see. are more obvious than others. So this is nothing personal to your audience. And perhaps there's something we could work out that if they had a secret, like a password, <laughs> if they, have, if they mm -hmm. use the you know, million by million roundtable password or something, or that's how they say they heard about it, um, that would help us legitimize it. Um, but mm -hmm. in general, for our research team, we have to look at organization, you know, at, at any company startup in your, in your business model, you'll have to look at how you can make it work. And for us, the companies, um, if we let a scam company in our site and they abuse our job seekers uh, or, you know, take money from them or steal our identity, it's very risky. So for us, we have to be able to provide some kind of, um, we need to be able to confirm somehow. So for a lot of startups, uh, that's, a, that's a challenge, especially when they're in that very first phase where it's, you know, I'll say it's all on paper, obviously nowadays it's not all on paper, but it's still very private, and especially when you're in stealth mode and you're not willing to um, convey any information publicly. Like we have to have contact information, you know, all those kind of basic things. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I think that there are a lot of wonderful boards out there for, for the, uh, you know, Angelus, et cetera, for the ones that are really, really early. But anywhere past that, we, we definitely can help. And I think a lot of the early stage companies, when they're looking to hire for more economic, in more economical ways uh, and ac access talent pools that aren't readily available to other competitors uh, and bigger competitors, um, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we help lots of startups. So talk a bit about the trends in your community from startups to Fortune 500. Where are the, what are the trends in, your, in the remote work world? Um, well, I mean, I, I think that do, in terms of career categories or uh, just in general? Yeah, in general. Um, it's, you know, I think that there's, we're seeing it advance, but it's going slower than I personally would like. I think the biggest uh, trend that we're working towards and we're hearing about is our companies starting to formalize, uh, continuing to adapt and formalize policies around remote and flexible work. Uh, we did a survey a few years ago um, with the North American, or with an organization called World at Work uh, and interviewed 350, at this time it's large organizations, 
but they didn't track the ROI. They, so over 80% of them said that they had flexible work policies of some sort, generally mm -hmm. a little bit more ad hoc and informal, but they had some kind of, some kind of way for their employees to work flexibly. Less than 3% said they tracked the ROI. Um, and so mm -hmm. that's a big problem. So I think that those elements of looking at what your, your savings are, what the benefits are, what um, all of the different areas that why you would want to be remote and really embracing those early on uh, as a company is something that more companies are doing. And I think as more examples of great companies doing it uh, are helping to kind of create an ecosystem where they realize it's a competitive edge actually. Uh, to be able are, to uh, are there examples in Fortune 500 of companies that are really active in your community and are kind of the thought leaders in flexible jobs policies? Yeah, I mean, we've done a conference a couple of years in a row in D.C. Um, that focuses on all, a lot of different size companies, but many of the bigger ones um, come and speak, Dell, Cisco, ADP, PricewaterhouseCoopers, or PwC now. Um, uh, Aetna, Xerox, um, lots of different, a, lot, a wide range, um, a lot of the uh, educational um, organizations, Kaplan, um, internationally, VIP Kid uh, is a very, you know, we work very closely with them on brand recognition and recruiting. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different companies that are integrating it in a really serious way. Um, and one of the fundamental belief systems that you ha that I think if you're thinking a little bit in the future of workplace um, and you look at all the technology we have available, uh, the concept that you have to be in one place is, is really antiquated. And it also is wrong. We don't believe um, in themselves. <laughs> right. Well, and, and these, these large organizations, um, they all have different locations. So exactly. I've heard Kate Lister from Global Workplace Analytics, is, uh, she, she said this first, but, um, and she said it at our conference called the TradWorks Forum. Uh, that whether you're seven floors away, seven buildings away, seven states away, seven countries away, it doesn't, it's doesn't all the matter. same remote and, mm. and having to coordinate through technology platforms. So um, mm. I think that it's, it's something that these bigger companies, some of these leaders really do get that. Uh, and we do a lot of different virtual events and we've done brand marketing and we've done lots of different um, niche hiring and working with these companies to help. But the branding part what is about, really big um, right now. What about industry sector? Do you see any trends industry sector-wise where they're, you know, earlier adopters or more active adopters of flexible jobs? Yeah, customer service is definitely a big one. Um, yeah. Sales has always been actually quite remote. Um, yeah. It might be on the on the on the road, um, but those are the the traveling salesman concepts, right? But that's that's yeah. uh, that's shifted a lot. Um, a lot yeah. more of it is remote. And, and I mean, sales is a is an ideal one, which is why I started there, because you know if you're trying to set up uh, a few different sales offices in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, you normally end up hiring people who work from home. A lot of salespeople have basically home offices, work from home offices. So it's a very natural segue into Absolutely. your mode of work. Absolutely. What about geography? Is definitely a big one. Well, and I, I just I would also mention IT and tech and web development are, are very big. Um, mm -hmm. Content writing, editing, uh, graphic design. Yeah. Uh, but really, we again, we have over 50 different career categories, and pretty much jobs. And we've had remote neurosurgeon jobs. We've had, medical and health is is uh, huge. 
um, from telemedicine, case management, like all kinds of different things. But if you're in the, the health tech space or any kind of entrepreneurial venture in that space, really, really popular. Okay. And geography, is it all U.S. or is it worldwide? It's worldwide. We're primarily U.S.-based, but we certainly work with not only global uh, organizations, but candidates from all over. Uh, so, yes, it's, mm -hmm. it's U.S.-based, but we have a lot of anywhere, anywhere jobs, so that can be done yeah. from anywhere in the, in the world. So, actually, that's a very good segue into um, the competitive landscape that you play in. So, so we, for instance, have for many years hired extensively from Upwork. Mm -hmm. It's worked very well for us. We have a number of virtual assistants from the Philippines and, and so on and so forth, right? Our technical team was hired on Upwork and they're based in Rajasthan, India, and, and so on and so forth. So how, who, so if you can contrast your um, service versus Upwork, how, where are the strengths and weaknesses? Um, well, a couple of years ago, I happened to sit down next to. I work. I work a lot with a lot with the World Economic Forum, and I was at a conference of theirs in China. And sitting, uh, I, I sat next to um, the former CEO of, of Odesk, and uh, and it was and it, before it was Upwork, and he asked me, you know, I, I've heard of FlexJobs, so how are you different than us? And um, and I said, you know, we overlap in terms of FlexJobs has freelance jobs on our site. But we really largely work with a, an audience of people who don't um, – I mean, we have people who consider themselves freelancers. But we also work with a lot of people who would consider freelance work but don't consider themselves freelancers. And that's a large pool of people, and it has evolved so much in terms of the types of jobs that are available as freelance work compared to 10 or 15 years ago. So that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those platforms, if you're not a freelancer, those are quite intimidating and or not really conducive to your type of job search. Uh, so mm -hmm. those are the kinds of jobs. We, we so we do overlap. We certainly have freelancers who use our site to build their funnel, but we, we don't take a cut of every contract. Um, we're not a middle, middle person, uh, so it's, it's just a, it's a different business model. But, um, but yeah. It's a different that's business model, obviously. I was wondering yeah. what's you know, um, from a hiring um, company's point of view, it sounds like the pool of talent is could be in either place. So, what what are the pros and cons? I think as a, as a um, as somebody who's looking for jobs, one may fit um, different kinds of people better than others. Um, and I think Upwork is very international. It's like a Yes. Fantastic yes. place to hire from all kinds of random uh, geographies, and, and that has its benefits. Um, but if you're looking for, I wouldn't go to Upwork, for instance, to hire salespeople for the United States. That's not their sweet spot. On the other hand, technical teams, content teams, uh, virtual assistants, this is, they do very well with those yeah. kinds well, of they, jobs. Well, they started with verticals. I mean, way back when, they, they definitely started in more verticals, and I think yeah. to this day they're still stronger in certain verticals. Um, yeah. And for us, 60% of the jobs on our site are employee status. So while 40% okay. are freelance, we really, I mean, it's, it's pretty balanced, but we employee mm -hmm. status is something that a lot of our job seekers either come in thinking they want, um, again, they, that, that's kind of their comfort zone. They've never freelanced before mm -hmm. in many cases. 
Uh, and also our average age is more around uh, between 30 and 50. So it's, I mean, we, we go further beyond that scope. Um, but I think that the freelance generation is in many, it, or the freelancer base is skewed low, younger in many cases. Mm -hmm. And so it's also just different comfort zones. So people might yeah. come into our site well, thinking we wanted us to job. If you're looking at people who are looking for employee status, there's probably a big benefit angle to it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. If you, if that's what you need, either for healthcare purposes or it's, it's your, you know, it, it's a little more stable. Uh, it's, it's just a different, different situation. Yeah, it gives, gives an idea about what's the sweet spot, absolutely. Sarah, it's that's been kind of what I love about flexibility. Yeah. The, the last thing I'll quickly say, that, that's what I love about flexibility, is that what works for one person might be very different for another. Um, so that's why we keep it kind of all open. Great. Well, thank you for sharing what, uh, what you've been up to, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, find companies that can leverage your, uh, your community for their hiring, and uh, we'll catch up later. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Have a great day.